Quiet on the set. Action. Welcome to the Movie Machine Podcast, where we create a movie based on a random prompt by three of the Hollywood elite. Today's guests are writer Scott Reefer, who is the sauna engineer on Snowpiercer. I gotta make sure that all the extras were nice and comfy in their saunas. Uh, method acting. Um, our director, Jacob, who is David Lynch's dealer. Um, I'm not allowed to say anything other than that. And Kyle Decker, our producer who did the teeth makeup for uh, Taserface on Guardians of the Galaxy 2. You Volume the, 2? Volume 2, yes. Yeah. And your prompt from the World Wide Web. The theme of this story is a wacky tragedy. The main character, infamous astronomer. The start of the story, promotion. The end of the story, training. And actually, the thing says tragedy. Oh, what, inter- is, what is it? What's a tragedy? If you so, if you want it, you can either use tragedy or tragedy. It's up got to it. you. Got it. Got it. So you have three minutes. <clears throat> See what you got. All right. So we got a bit of a wacky movie here, but I want to give it a you know a little bit of a I don't want to say educational twist because that always terrifies a lot of people I know. But if you got you guys familiar with the famous astronomer Tycho Brahe, he's a great guy. Did a lot of amazing stuff. Not quite sure what we'll figure that out soon here. Um, but I also know that he was a swordsman and he did a lot of things. He put a lot of people in the ground for disrespecting him. Uh, he was also famously missing his nose, which happened during a famous duel, or was it syphilis? Now that's what I want to explore in this particular crazy movie is his just wacky life here that led up to all these, you know, swashbuckling deals here and and looking at the stars and wondering what's beyond these things just out of my grasp. But then, oh no, who is this here coming up and telling me that my trousers are too long or something like that? Aha, have at ye, you know, that kind of thing. And then maybe, you know, a little bit of love affair somewhere in the evening kind of thing. And then, you know, three years later, we, uh, you know, we got a guy who's missing a nose, you know, that's pretty tragic. I'd hate to, I'd hate to lose this beauty on my face. I paid about 10 grand for it. So, you know, it'd be, it would definitely be quite a hit there. My insurance company and the, you know, agents wouldn't care for that either. But, uh, but yeah, so, so we got Tycho Brahe, he's an amazing guy. I'm thinking, I'm thinking we need, we need someone very, 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 uh, handsome, a little older, I'm thinking, you know, old, older actor, maybe, maybe 26 years old, you know, we got to get a love interest in there too. Something, something really strong. I also, I'm open to the idea of him being homosexual. I know that that's in and things like that. So if we want to explore that, we don't have to. But I'm just throwing that out there. And also on top of this, uh, I really, really want to uh, get a lot of really beautiful sweeping shots of him looking deep into the stars and and just these ponderous views. Just what was his name again? Tycho Brahe. That is the real is this guy. A biopic. You're probably right. Maybe we need to like amp it up for the for the current era kind of thing. Maybe. No, maybe, I, it's maybe. your script, man. Do what you want. I'm just, I'm trying to, I'm trying to feel your vision so I can properly get it made, man. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm sorry. No, I, I kind of want to stick with Tycho Brahe, 
and I want to stick around with his with his love life. I really want to focus on that. You know, the hell with the science. You know, nobody wants to see science anymore. We're sick of it. So you got a character for his lover? No. Does it matter? It might be important. Also, do you have a title? Oh damn! Beyond the stars. Okay. So Kyle. Um, Actually, I'm the producer. So. Okay. So Jacob. Yeah. Uh, it's all cool, man. You got beyond the stars. Tell us your vision. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What? What? You have, you have three minutes to tell us your vision. Oh, sorry. I was. Mr. Lynch was having me baste his eyeballs with mescaline. I'm, I'm sorry. So. You know, Tycho. Wow, what a what a character. This is somebody I'd love to tackle. This is this is fantastic. I think we've got a great start. We just need more. So I'm seeing like almost kind of Shakespearean sort of exploration of like the the Danish noble families at this time. Oh yeah. Like we kind of want to go along with the. I mean, we have such a great period piece setting and. In you know a nation that's not too often explored, like Denmark is, is beautiful, is interesting, has rich cultures. Let's let's go on that journey and let's let's get involved with that whole thing. Um, I think we can we can do a lot in kind of that space with sort of like you know family power plays, um, kind of seeing like ensemble cast. I really I, I do want most of the like various nobles to be fairly unknown. Um, you know, as, when a biopic, you really don't want a whole lot of like really big names because it sometimes like pulls away yeah. from it. Um, Tycho, I think we, I think we're gonna go with Philip Seymour Hoffman. Uh, he's right in that like middle area where he could, you know, play a little bit younger if we put in the makeup. Uh, he could play a little bit older if we put in the makeup. It's gonna work. I think we can capture multiple periods of his life. What I, I like that decision. Yeah. yeah. Um, Is he dead? Philip Seymour Hoffman. Pretty sure he's dead. I mean, so is Tycho. Is this going to be a problem? Phil Seymour Hoffman died of like a, to bring people down, of a drug overdose like two years ago. That's why they had to finish the Hunger Games with weird CGI of him. Well, shit. R.I.P. Phil. Uh, let's do David Harbour. David Harbour could, could fill that role. Yeah. Because, again, he's having the space where he can do, you know, plus makeup, minus makeup, you know, up, down, four for age. I think we need, like, a really good ending for this like we need to we can start out and we kind of see like the biopic start of his life here's his interest in astronomy here's his interest in you know pursuing other things did know that historically he did have a spouse kirsten kirsten jorgen's daughter i don't know much about her but uh that's what wikipedia for is i guess so probably want to note that I, I don't really have a whole lot of historical context for anything else go ahead and work on that that's that's fine I want this to be almost kind of like a pastel color scheme, so you know we we'll keep it fairly fairly straightforward and just kind of like you know rosy cheeks and like slight tones of color, but not like anything super bright, not anything super dark. We want to keep most scenes fairly light. All right, so Kyle, um, production is underway. Yeah, man, this uh, this movie sounded pretty chill to me, like. I uh, I told the studio I wasn't I just got done filming some big crazy Nicolas Cage action movie so you know I just need to come down from that and like a little historic period of piece oh man that's right up my alley right now like like it's even got some romance entanglement homosexuality thing going on kind of a little Brokeback Mountain but in Europe I, don't know, I, I can dig it 
I think I'd like to see the, the wife character become a character. Maybe somehow she's either, she's aware of her husband's homosexual pro- Proclivities? Proclivities, yeah, that's the word, man. Gotcha. I've, uh, I've been hanging out with David Lynch a lot, so I'm feeling good right now. That's why uh, you two came together. Yeah. Oh, oh, that was you? Let, let me know if you need the... Uh, oh, I thought he was the rabbit the painting on the yeah, wall come to life. Damn. Anyway, but yeah, we should, maybe she's like a super fan of his, and she knows that he, you know, is not really into ladies, but here she is married to a super fan, and she can say she's the wife of this famous astronomer guy, and it gets her prestige. So some good news, we can film this on location. Bad news, we can't do Denmark. Good news, we can do Belgium instead. Europe all looks the same, right? But yeah, we're filming in Belgium. We got a big fat break from the Belgium Board of Tourism. Uh, they got a little bit of coastline, so anytime you want to look out the ocean, whatever, we got those shots. Brussels has lots of old parts that could look like no one in America is going to know that, you know, Copenhagen and Brussels look completely different. Like, maybe people in Europe will, but hey, we'll sell it in the United States. Who cares? Well, we're going to give you a budget of $65 million, so I'll give you a, I want you a good chunk of that should spend on the costume department. I want you to get, like, the best people in Hollywood for costumes maybe like the lady who worked on the Star Wars prequel trilogies I know those movies were garbage but the costumes were pretty damn chill you know like that headdress that the the Queen Amidala wore that was tight let's see if we can do something like that in here like big ostentatious you know 17th century European costumes and stuff people will be so lost in the costumes they won't know maybe we can do a big ball scene or something you know just have fun with the costumes in the period I gave you a budget to have fun. Uh, just make sure you cast actors who aren't dead, and uh, we'll be good. I don't really care who you cast, as long as they're, you know we don't have to weekend in Bernie's. I mean, doing a period piece weekend in Bernie's remake might be cool, but that's another day, another film. And really, you know, I think Nick Cage might want a piece of that, so we better be careful. He wants a piece of everything, really. So that's all I got, 65 million. I want to see lots of pretty costumes. They'll make me happy. Thanks. All right, so the check has cleared, and we're gonna go back. Damn right to, it has. We're gonna go back to our writer, Scott Reefer. All right, yeah, I hear what you guys are saying. Yeah, I definitely wanna wanna explore more about his relationship with uh, Kirsten Barber Jorgen's daughter. I think that she needs to be a bigger character in here. We need to develop her a lot more. I'm thinking uh, exploring her life, growing up a little bit. She she frequently visited Czechoslovakia, so that might be an interesting thing. She goes away on vacation, and I think that we I like this ballroom scene that you're that you're talking about. Maybe like a hobnob for some of the royalty. You know, the royalty is funding Tycho Brahe and all of his um, experiments and, and observations. And at one of these balls here, he catches Johannes Kepler, uh, who later becomes his assistant I think but uh, right now maybe there's a little maybe there's a little spark there with uh, Mr. Kepler yeah so I think I think that might be really interesting to explore I love what you're talking about with costumes that'll be really beautiful uh, we might even maybe we can even fit in a nice scene where where Tycho is being fitted for for a new you know beautiful suit or whatever they would have called it for one of these dances or type things I always love Taylor scenes so I'm so I'm thinking more on this on uh, Johannes Kepler, his uh, his potential lover here. So he's also a pretty famous astronomer. He he becomes later on he, he outlives Mr. Tycho by about thirty years here, and he's best known for uh, laws of planetary motion and things like this. So definitely a few scenes of them in. You know I don't mean to step on your toes, director. I apologize, but I definitely see the you know 
Tycho moving the the telescope and Johannes reaching in, touching his hand and you know maybe a little bit of ghost action here kind of thing you know on the pottery wheel but it's a telescope. Am I figuring out what I'm laying down? Hello, is this thing on? Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. So so I'm definitely seeing these nice sweet you know romantic scenes between the two of them. You know, obviously, always when Kirsten is away, it might be interesting to, uh, you know, to talk. Maybe we can fit in a little bit of education here in, in some of the, the science facts. You know, Tycho uh, famously did, uh, is known for his thing called the Tychonic system. Tychonic, Tychonic, Tychonic system. There we go. So okay. famous, you can't even pronounce it. I know, right? But that's a that's a pretty cool system there. We can maybe fit in. Boy, I'm sure science gags are hilarious. Well, as our writer continues to laugh at something he just wrote, we're going to go to our director, uh, Jacob. Yeah, so I've been working on the structure of this movie a lot. I got a lot of ideas for how to get this thing running real smooth. So we've got this like really great, like weird nobility struggle around his life, life story. Uh, having done more research and having read the, the stuff that the writer's been passing me this whole time, you know, the... There's, like, this whole thing where he was, you know, getting a bunch of money from, you know, the the Danish monarchy at the time, and, like, the King Frederick dies, and his shitty son, Christian IV, is, like, 12 years old, and he really wants to go to war and, like, fight battles, and he doesn't give a shit about astronomy. Yeah, science is important. Yeah. I love the idea of seeing, like, him argue with a 12-year-old kid, like, in, like, all these weird interplays with, like, random family. I love the idea that because he did he did lose his nose in a sword fight apparently and uh, that was with his third cousin, so like there's this and they fought like in the dark so I'm picturing this like sloppy awkward sword fight in the dark that just like leaves no real victors. And then what what was the name of this movie? What would we say it was going to be? Beyond the Stars. Beyond the Stars. That's that's a great title, but I don't know that it's the title for this movie because I think. We need something that's a little more, like, specific to his life. Boy, I'm having a tough time coming up with can, something that's, like, exactly... Can we just sort of... There seems to be a little bit of a trend of this thing. Can we just call it Tycho? Sure. Or Brahi? Yeah. I think that could work. Uh, one or the other. What if, what if we do Tycho Brahi Beyond the Stars? What about that? Like, either do the colon, the the comma, or just do nothing. And just... It's like a... a you know, sub subtitle to the title. Yeah. I think that will work. That's beautiful. And then, last but not least, I want the editing for this movie to be, like, very, very clean. And, like, I don't want to use, like, a fade ever. I want it to just be, like, sharp cuts from time to time. I don't want, like, intertitles or, like, you know, six years later or whatever it is. Like, we should be able to infer from the context, like the costumes, the way that they're dressed and everything. Who's running All of the that country. information. Yeah. Exactly. So I don't want to have to like go super in depth, like explaining things. I think our audience will be will be smart enough that they can understand that those interchanges and how that works. I think the you know, the drama with the story that we've got and the the style, the elegance of this. I also hired one of the costumers from Crimson Peak to do like these elaborate dresses for us for all of like the noble Danish ladies. Just like all the little details that have come in, it's just, it's all coming together. I'm all on board with this bad boy. All right, so Kyle, if you move that syringe out of the way and we have the notes. I don't do injectables, man. I just watched David do it. Okay. It's kind of trippy, man. 
Oh, it's, um, so you just have that. But I'm totally down for the nope. eyeball basting. That's just off the chain. All right. Anyway. Uh, uh, so this here, the last chance to do anything with this movie. So what are you going to do? Yeah. So, I mean, I'm, I'm digging what they're selling. I think to kind of root it, make sure it's clear. We got a ham fist that this is like educational and a real person for people. So I think... We need to have a little thing at the end, at the be- very, very beginning, where there's a bunch of, like, kids at a museum on, like, a field trip, and there's, like, a statue of the guy, and then someone's like, who's this? Jimmy, you don't know who this Tycho dude is? And then we immediately cut. It's, like, two minutes max. We keep it nice and short, you know, but we have, you know, it's just, like, so it's clear, since there's a marble statue of a white dude in a museum, you know, he's important or about to do some history. Right? So we just have that in the end. And at the end, we can even cut back to the kid going, man, that story was cool. Or gay, because it literally was a gay story, right? Yeah. I mean, not yeah. not gay in the prog, not like, being negative, but it was about a gay dude right. who okay. like, knew some shit about the stars. You don't have to do that last part, but I think we need to have that f- first part. Just We got a spoon feed for Americans, man, because they're dumb. Like... Why do you think they don't get most of David's movies and say they suck? I mean, it's because they're dumb. His movies are... I mean, especially when you're tripping on mescaline, his movies are amazing. Like, what were we talking about again? Uh, you. Oh, yeah. I'm also suddenly hungry for Danishes. I don't know why. When we've been doing all this, like, I just like a good cream cheese Danish. That'd be good. Like, I just want to... Anyway... Yeah, like, make it cool. Just add that little bit of history. Maybe at the end, we could have, like, that black background with the text. Like, he died, whatever, blah, blah, blah. He discovered this, which is still studied by astronomers today to make people go. Because those kind of movies always make people go on the Internet and, like, Wikipedia that guy. And maybe they'll learn something. Maybe we, can, we could give everyone a little educational pamphlet. No, man, print no, media is no, dead, man. No. It's just if you put that thing at the end, people will get out their smartphones. And they, I want to learn more about this Tycho guy if we do that maybe you know we make the world a slightly brighter place because we you know did some education maybe the son bitch gets some Oscar bait because it's historical it's got some good actors it's got fancy costumes the academy eats that crap up which that's means we beautiful. all get more work in the future it's all good that's beautiful I love you guys I love you alright so I'm gonna put this in the movie machine which sounds like star exploding and um, so uh, can stars make noise in space? Because there's no way sound waves. Exactly, travel. which is why there was no sound right there. So uh, your movie, it's so it's really nice. It doesn't necessarily play to a large audience. I mean, a lot of people. I mean, you're selling this historical movie of a historical person that most people don't know about. And you said early on you also want to target America, and turns out. Americans don't care as much about history. I mean, they don't necessarily care about their own history, so why do they care about this guy? So, unfortunately, you, you fail to get a wider audience. Around Oscar season, though, because it is, you know, very artsy, and uh, you are getting some attention there. It gets nominated for costume design, which, you know, gets you a little bit of attention. And it, it unfortunately, doesn't get nominated for Best Picture. So, you know, the thing is, but your movie is very critically acclaimed. Uh, people love it. And then when it doesn't do as well, then critics complain about how, you know, m- movie people don't know what, like, this is a great movie and you're not seeing it. And you're all watching the, the Smurfs 
new CGI Smurfs movie, and I. Oh, that movie was amazing. Yeah, David and I saw it together. We just we ate a bunch of mushrooms. It was awesome. Right, exactly. Uh, I understand. There's the mushroom, the Smurf mushroom game, where when you see a giant mushroom, you take one. Oh, we just ate a whole bunch for it. Oh, okay. and saw the movie. It was amazing. Okay, especially um, in 3D. Anyway, so 65 million might have been a little ambitious because of that. So unfortunately, you're not able to fully make your money back. You, it is well known and becomes a cult classic. However, you do have some time powers, so you have the power if you want to make this appeal to a larger audience, but maybe sacrifice some of your creative vision, or you can just say, you know what, I love it. Just keep it the way it is. Or you could find a mystical third option that solves everything. Let's see what you guys can do. We're going to start with our writer. Scott, you have two minutes. Well, I gotta say, guys, I really love the movie that we made together. I think we made a really good team here. I think you did an amazing job of selling the cast, and I would be really sad to have to change anything. And and you know, this is this is an art form, and it's not about money. You know, it's about it's about what we put into the world. And and you know, like you said, America doesn't care about its history, and maybe that's what this is. Maybe that maybe this is is trying to bring to people just that little bit. You know, like. Money be damned and, and, and trends be damned, you know? I just want to bring this to the people. I just want, you know, this to be on everyone's shelf and everyone's memory. I want this to be in elementary schools for the kids to watch. I want them to, to be talking about this for years to come. I don't give a shit if I don't get to eat tonight because I didn't make any money. I just I just want everyone to, to look back at this and smile and remember Tycho's name and just... Just look up at the stars once in a while and just wonder what might be up there, what might be past these things, what Tycho saw, what, what Johanna saw, what, what anyone else sees when they look up there. It's just, it's so, it's so humanizing. It's, it's just, it just brings you back down and makes everybody just remember that all these little petty squabbles about awards and nominations and how many cars I can fit in my new garage just doesn't, they don't matter in the grand scheme of things. And, and this is just, it's too beautiful to touch, to change. This is my masterpiece. I'm retiring after this. Thank you very much. Uh, okay. You heard it here, folks. This is Scott Reefer's last movie. It was a shame because this one was good. Yeah. I wanted to hire you for more. Oh, well, I mean, we can do a coming out of retirement thing. There we go. Yeah. Always Uh, works. So, Jacob, your movie, as they say. Yes, I don't know if you know this, but uh, my kids can't go to school and learn about Tycho Brahe if I cannot afford to feed them. So I guess what I'm saying is, if this movie doesn't win an Oscar, you guys are dead to me. So we're going full bore on this bastard. If if we need like to push this more, get more like recognition in, we need this thing to be more like we need a little more like oomph. We need a little more action. We need a little bit more sex in here because that's the stuff that's going to widen our audience. We we need to like make it like a contest almost. Not necessarily a contest. It's a bad choice of words, but like we want there to be some form of competition for Tycho's love between this other astronomer and his wife. Uh, and I have, I have brought in Isla Fisher to play his wife so we can get uh, you know a more familiar face on screen for that particular part that we're working with. I also want to see more of like Tycho's younger years where he's like rougher around the edges. Maybe he gets in like some bar fights or like, you know, get, get into like some disputes with his, his cousins over his, uh, you know, marrying a common woman because that was a real thing that happened in, in history. 
uh, at least according to Wikipedia that I skimmed over briefly. So, writer, go ahead and, and you know write whatever is true, but also sells really well. So, and and then I think about real history. We care about our history. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then the the ending has to be that like you know fight with with his cousin where he gets his like nose chopped off and like we'll, we'll see. Well, no, I don't know if that has to be the ending necessarily, but it's got to be near the end as like kind of like a cap off for like his. His, yeah, exactly. So we want it to be a literal cap off in this case with his nose getting chopped off for his, you know, his his adventures as an astronomer and see it as like, you know, a guy who got really far but got held down a lot a lot of the way there. So that's kind of like what we're going for, like the underdog, awesome astronomer dude who could have it both ways and right. also be a Danish nobleman. All right. So, Kyle. Hey, fam. Fam. Remember, we're family. I love you guys. I got this. So we're going to pull the budget back a little bit. You know how we're going to do that? When we did a lot of scenes with a lot of extras in the background originally, and with time travel magic, extras cost money and the costumes cost money. So we're going to make this more of a, a personal movie, right? You know, with with our main characters, with the love triangle, like you all have said. And we just we don't need 80 people in the ballroom all in period garb, all the background in, like, almost every scene like we originally did. That got it kind of pricey. Like, they needed, like, eight trailers full of period costumes for all this. Now we just need, like, one. That's, like, eight million right off the bat, just trimmed there. And then because we don't have any extras, we don't have to do as many reshoots because an extra was out of place. This is going to save like another $8 million. So we're like $16 million below our budget just by cutting all those scenes with extras in it, you know, and just never doing them. Because with time travel magic, man, it's wild. I would have, before I worked with David Lynch, when I work, I mean, hang out in his den and just do a lot of psychotropic drugs. Are you ready, by the way? Oh, yeah, I'm ready. I prepared the barbiturate enema as instructed. You know, I got my latex bodysuit ready to go. It has bunnies on it. Anyway, yeah, so we're just going to trim that down, make it mean. The other thing we're going to do as part of our Oscar push, when the movie debuts, we're also going to show it at planetariums across the nation. Because they all have theaters, right? And we'll make it a big special event you can buy tickets to. And we'll put a cameo with Neil deGrasse Tyson in the movie, too, so he can talk up the movie on his Twitter feed. And then I'll get buzzed. Like, he's he's a fucking celebrity, man. So if he has, like, we'll be doing him cameos. He's, like, one of the other astronomers in, like, you know, the Academy of Astronomers. He has, like, a line where he's, like, yo, Tycho, or whatever. You know, it's a nice little moment. And Neil deGrasse Tyson can talk astronomy and talk about the movie on Twitter. He's got, like, 5 million followers. That's so much free publicity. And then... Everyone, no one doesn't love Neil deGrasse Tyson. So, like, with this national planetarium release, trimming down the budget without affecting the story or the main actors at all, we're gonna make sure this bad boy not only makes money but makes our true Oscar push. Because you can't ignore something that's just everywhere. All right. Right. So I'm gonna update the movie machine. And yeah, Neil deGrasse Tyson was probably the best decision you made on this. Damn round. straight, man. It got at least people to not ignore the movie immediately. Those peyote enemas were my second best decision ever. Yeah. Um, could you also do that outside? <laughs> um, just because I, I really like these couches. So um, if you could. The suspension solution will only last so long. I'm sorry, it really does need to be here. <laughs> so. I mean, some science people are a little upset. All right, about the... up. <laughs> oh, what? What are you? What are you doing to him? Oh, this is amazing. I can see time and space, like I'm one with it. What do you say, David? 
Is that the movie machine inside you? Okay, you know what? I'm just gonna skip. To <laughs> Did right we win the Oscar, man? I'm just gonna skip right to Fieri Finisher right here. And um, I'm gonna what Fieri does a gangster bear all over your couch. What does a gangster bear claw look like? Okay, I'm done. See ya. That was funny. That's the movie machine podcast. Goodbye.